came from a nigga. Now I ain't never, ever. If I did, cut my legs off. Right now. I ain't never been with the whole talk, snitch talk. Always talking about his fault. Nope. Yeah, I'm a stand-up nigga, got my fans up, nigga. You don't wanna see me pissed off. Real talk. Never tell a lie to a bitch, dog. Nope. When it come to them, you gotta play around. And I never ever let the fuckery get to me. Why not? Niggas ain't worth my energy. What you had to do? Cut them off, make them feel it. I ain't dealing with nothing if it don't make sense to me. Never, ever, ever. I never, ever, ever go against my kind for some niggas on the other side. Never, ever, ever. I never, ever, ever put a bitch for the money. Gotta get it when it come to mind. Lately, I feel like it's me versus me. Don't see competition. Why would you <sighs> Sorry about the tardiness for everybody who is watching this you've just tuned into the soulfully conscious podcast for humans simply being humans and i am coming to you with another special 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 live recording on IGTV. um uh, for all those who are listening to this only through audio i want to implore you to go and see me on my IGTV at kings underscore memoirs right now you feel me so why do I have this suit on? Why am I doing the things? I'm spoofing this nigga Kevin Samuels for one. It should be obvious if you couldn't tell by the title of this particular episode. But a lot of people have been asking me what I think about him. You know what I'm saying? All that shit. And um, pretty much was avoiding all of his content. Didn't care too much for it at all. So I was like, all right, let me figure this out. Let me tap in. Let me do some perusing around his content. And once he made it on the, the Joe Budden podcast, I was like, oh, you know, Joe a little weird about people. So I was surprised that he would even bring him on. So I was like, oh, okay. It ain't even on some like who Joe respects or likes. I like type shit. Far from that. But it was the fact of, oh, this nigga really picking up traction. So I was like, all right, let me tap in. Let me see what's up. Listen to that full episode and immediately was like, oh, yeah, I got to talk about this nigga. Because <laughs> I knew a little bit. I knew a little bit. I had a very simple layman's uh, level of knowledge about Kevin Samuels. But after um, very minimal research, I think I've deduced a few things. Um, I'm not I don't think he's a type of person you should really go in depth in terms of trying to figure out what what they're all about and the type of content they make. So. I try my best to be uh, not even brief, but exact and precise. You say it's lagging. It's lagging, y'all. Let me see what I could do. Let me see what I could do. Let me get off this Wi-Fi. Okay. Let me know if that's better. But, um, yes, I am drinking a whiskey sour for all those who care to know. A young whiskey sour. But let's tap in. First, I need to welcome all those who have yet to. Uh, this is your first time listening to the Simply King podcast. I put this podcast out on a weekly basis. Um, I have over 150 episodes, damn near over 170 at this point. Yeah. And um, have had guests on from all over the nation, but also several places um, internationally as well. So I implore you. If you like having really great conversation, like hearing from really dope people doing dope things, tap in with the kid. You feel me? Streaming everywhere a podcast can be streamed. So, first let's tap into this man. Um, before I get into my anal- my whole kind of analysis on the idea of high value. 
let's talk about the person who has somewhat made this phrase and made this idea into something that's really taking the internet by storm. So, within this Joe Budden uh, interview, I noticed he referenced Jordan Peterson, which, if you don't know much about Jordan Peterson, Jordan Peterson is a uh, professor, I believe, of civics uh, in Canada, um, who essentially grew the notoriety to, began to literally, he wrote books and all type of shit, because he essentially uh, got famous for saying that Canada's new law that, you know, to kind of respect and acknowledge um, someone's pronouns and all these different things. And these things had to be acknowledged within the works in the workplaces. It was legislation that was built on it. He essentially just came out saying he didn't give a damn. You're controlling his freedom of speech by telling him to call he, her, they, and them, he, her, they, and them. If that is what they choose to be called. He felt like that was impeaching on he that was infringing on his freedom of damn speech, y'all. Which makes no sense to me personally, but to each his own. Let me make sure I do have no other interruptions. Make sure I have no other interruptions. Make sure I put on my Okay. Make sure I have no other interruptions and make sure I put on my do not disturb for y'all. Um, so once he stated that he was tapping in and enjoying the likes of, you know, Jordan Peterson, then I already told, it already told me this man's a misogynist, uh, and misogynist to a very, you know, particular, a particular type of misogynist. Cause his is based in, once I learned more about his history, then it started to make more sense. He spoke about his past, how he works in image consulting and he worked in sales. He was a sales rep at a corporate level um, for quite some time. So it all informed on me his overall outlook and character. He's utilizing statistics, which creates this polarizing nature of who he is because you see fact married with opinion and it feels right. It feels like he's on to something because Partly, it's partly something that is truly something we can go and look at and see. But then also, it's drenched in feeling like, mm, I don't know about that part, though. So he's a polarizing figure. But he also has a nostalgia complex. He believes that the old is better for so many different reasons. He feels that women of today, the modern woman, is asking for too damn much and just... Just all types of just, un, un, you know, just not sensible, crazy. They baby mamas. They all this, that, and the third. And they asking for men that they cannot even, they shouldn't even be asking for. It's, it's his kind of consistent rhetoric. And it drew me to several different things. Um, he usually sounds very petty at some point. He never, he like, he might start off. And sound very kind of well put together, but eventually he always gets to a very petty point, which is interesting because he makes his point to say to different men and women who are his detractors that they are being petty to him and they just don't want to admit that he's right about what he feels. The parts about him being a double divorcee and all those different things, I think that really doesn't matter too much to me um, because I think 
you know, someone who has a perspective, someone who has a perspective, it's going to work if people agree with it or not. We see what happens. We see what happened with Steve Harvey and all these things. And I don't think that gives them credibility in any way. I think it just, it really don't matter where we hear relationship advice from. Um, but it's interesting. It's interesting as hell. And, um, it's interesting how there's this kind of power dynamic that he's essentially perpetuating that needs to be, uh, reassessed, recalibrated. Even he feels that women are essentially too powerful in this time and that they are yet, you know, still unhappy in terms of their relationships, in terms of dating, they have way more access. They have way, all these different things, which are certainly true in so many aspects, but I think people like himself and just like Jordan Peterson are truly devoid of their missing pieces. They missing shit. They missing shit, you know? And what they're missing is truly the other side, truly the alternative, because they only are seeing that men should be on top. Men should be head of household. Men should be respected and highly respected just for the fact of them being men. That's not something they have to earn. That's not something they have just because they are black men. Mm, period. Not, and it's based on those factors, not their humanity, not them just being of mind, sound and body and all that shit because they are men specifically. That's a very particular sense of uh, language um, because they are shaming women for the same things. They're telling women, how could you be so full of yourself? How could you expect so much from people around you if if all you are is just a woman? It's very interesting kind of contradictory language if you ask me. But to each his own. What's interesting about all this shit, though, is that he's consistently saying the things that I think are going to rile people up. He's he's pretty much has, I guess, got his name claim to fame to talking specifically to women, giving them these ratings, keeping it all very much surface level. But it's surface level going both ways. The men that they say that, that he's telling these women they cannot get it's all usually based in external factors. Not emotionality is never considered. Uh, it's really just either based in social, social aspects or economical aspects. And as we know, those things can be the cornerstones or pieces of relationships, but those genuinely aren't the things that make people that people are all the way motivated by. You have so many instances and so many examples of situations where you have very rich men who still in terms of emotionality can speak to them having a love that may not even be their wife, may be someone else. You have women on the other end who may feel like they have a wife, have a husband, but still feel very unfulfilled. And while we're talking about wives and husbands, before I go to my next point, the biggest thing about all of his rhetoric is how heteronormative it is. It's trapped in believing that not only gender roles are something that we should protect, but something we should truly build upon and perpetuate to their fullest extent, fullest extent. When it's so heteronormative, we're only talking about men and women. We're not talking about men and men, women and women, non-binary, just all these different things, because though that's when those gender roles become a little bit, you know, wavering. 
become way more fluid because it's all based in what your preference is on what you can do well, what you what you don't mind doing, what you consider yourself, you know, comes easy to you, all those particular things. You don't have to do more of a certain task or action based on your gender. So let me get that out the way. But for the sake of level setting and to make this whole claim and to actually analyze the things, I have to definitely speak a lot for the rest of this uh, <laughs> this monologue and presentation from a standpoint of considering men and women and just in this heteronormative type of way. But I got to make that point. All this shit is heteronormative, which to me just ends the whole conversation, which ends this whole debate about how valid his opinion is because he's literally coming from a place that isn't, he's saying it as if it's this broad stroke when in actuality it's really a segment of the black community. There's still a lot of people who are not falling into these particular categories. And I guess, you know, he's, you talking to his audience. Cool. Whatever. But to me, I feel like he's always pushing for his audience to be very objective when they come through with subjective ideals, as in like, I do this, I do that. I do this. Not me, not in my experience. He's always pushing them down. It was like, well, now I ain't talking about your ass. I'm talking about other women. I'm talking about this and that. All these damn sounds and shit. Like, I don't see how I really don't get, but people just like salacious shit. And also too, he has truly became a voice for men who feel like they agree with a lot of the things he's stating. But to me, a lot of that is disconnected as well. A lot he he speaks about how men, majority of black men are with uh black women, which is true. Um, but I think it's he's missing aspects of why the notions of black men, you know, fetishizing exotic women, black men being very quick to date outside their race, all these particular things. I think he's missing so many instances within that because he's not considering it. He's just stating facts and figures and statistics that essentially just get you to the point of what? Just get you to the point of, yeah, that exists, my guy. That, yeah, sure, you got it. But is that the full picture? Is that a really nuanced view? And I don't think it is. There's plenty of men who... You say, I don't speak about it. I don't know what it is. What, what is it? I don't speak about it. Um, but um, I feel like we need to truly talk more about the nuances of these particular things. Right. So what I feel like is occurring with a lot of men who agree with him is that truly there is this void. I truly feel like there's this void with black men within our own self-value, within our own self-worth, which is I find it funny how he speaks of high-value men and high-value women all the time. But what's funny about all this is there is... So there is... I'm getting a call. Okay, see? And I know I put everything on Do Not Disturb. Ain't that crazy? Um... Nevertheless, I'll continue by saying I feel like there's a void amongst men, amongst black men specifically within our identity, within 
our uh, true fulfillment of ourselves and our true actualization power because we have this where we out of all different demographics, we allow for the opinion and the connotations around us to define who we are. So he's utilizing statistics because they're tangible. He's utilizing these things because they're tangible. All these aspects are tangible. All the things that quote unquote men use to evaluate their own value are based in tangible aspects, tangible elements of life. How much money do you have? What type of possessions do you have? Do you have a wife? Can you get a wife if you would like one? How good do you look? Do you look healthy? Are you healthy? What can you show us that shows that you are an optimal human being? But it's truly chasing something that no one can really ever reach unless you are a white man. That's the that's the mold. That's the pathway. And the reason why so many men are frustrated because they feel like they uh, worked so hard to get to that point. You'll never get to it. You don't have the skin to win that game. <laughs> you might get real close to it. But as we see all the time, men of the most highest of statutes, the men who have all the money in the damn world, still got to deal with oppression, still got to deal with the names, name calling, still got to be called nigga. They still a nigga at the end of the day. At the end of the day, they could become Jay-Z. They could become Robert Smith. They could become Oprah. They can become so many different, very wealthy individuals. And that does nothing for how the world that we live in sees them. So I feel like he's, and he's old, mind you, this man in his 50s. And I feel like it's funny how that's not something that he's bringing into his, his language, into these things that he, he's creating. But he's obtuse, and he wants to make his point. And he's very jaded as well by obviously, I don't know. He's always saying like, you know, who hurt you? Who hurt him? He's been divorced twice. <laughs> and that's not a knock to his content. It's a knock to his perspective, though. His content is his content. He could believe or not believe some of the shit he's saying. But it feels like the perspective that he's drawn from is coming from a place of like some woman really might have really put him through the damn ringer. And so he's very selective he has this very much uh he don't want women to wear weaves and makeup and all this other bullshit it's very old-fashioned it's very old-fashioned he's complaining he's genuinely a person complaining about how women have modernized and actually claimed their agency in today which is a problem for him because why having agency means lack of control for men who believe in the things that he believes i can't tell you what to do you don't you're not willingly allowing me to tell you what to do. So there is a problem here. How can I get how can you respect me if you don't do what I say? That's not how this works. Instead of it being a situation of. Instead of it being a situation of truly taking in. Someone into your life, into your space. And them choosing to be there because they want to be there. This nigga is truly obtuse as fuck. But it is what it is. It is what it is. I'd rather, um, you know, spend the rest of this uh, time instead of continuously bashing and kind of breaking down why I think he isn't um, the smartest, I guess. <laughs> and why his content is definitely, you know, going to continue to be something that people claim. Um, because you have pick me's, you have men who just want to find some type of voice and fill that void instead of actually increasing in their 
uh, overall self-value and self-worth internally, internally. Men can sit here and get all the abs, all the money, the cars, the houses they want if they focus on it and make the time for it. And yes, that will be able to you will be able to attract women with those particular things. But what would really keep those people so you don't stay? You don't really have to worry about commitment because of the socialization of where we are right now. If you have means, then that means you can have as many women as you want. That's the idea. It's the idea. And some people allow and it's so many things in the world that allow for that to be a, a situation. But I think it doesn't work that simply. They don't work that simple. You know what I'm saying? But to each his own, to each his own. Um, I just think that uh, it's weird. It's very strange. It's very strange to me. But let's talk about this high value conversation, right? So high value, the way that I'm deducing how he expresses what high value men and women are, are by way of these two kind of contracting, um, contrasting statements that I kind of jotted down. Let me read it to you. Men increase in value with age and external affluence. Every time he speaks about certain things, he talks about the facts and figures and the numbers around a person. How would you rate yourself? What is your weight? How old are you? Do you have children? All these particular things. Silly as fuck. Then he used the same thing to speak to the quote unquote, what a high value man is. You have to make $10,000 a month. So roughly around $100,000 plus a year. You have to be in shape, have to be on your path, have to be whatever the fuck. So it's all these very much external aspects. And the older that you get, the more attractive that you are. So you can pretty much choose whomever you want to marry because somebody will be out there. Another thing, he assumes that everyone wants marriage. That's not an aspect that's truly the reality that we're living in anymore. You can read a million different things about that. If he likes statistics that much, you can go and read a million things that speaks to how marriage isn't something that is a desire, not only of men at the same rate as it was, but so many more women are releasing themselves of that previous ideology that the goal is marriage and marriage is the top priority for their life path. Just saying. So inversely, Women decrease in value with age because it becomes harder for them to marry and it even comes even more difficult if they have external affluence. So a woman essentially has to be young, submissive, and not can't have that much money. Because money brings power in an opinion. I think that's where people usually are connecting the dots as to why it's hard for women who have power and money to quote unquote date because they want to find somebody who matches them in so many aspects. Let me see. What did you say? Uh, what'd you say, Leah? Leah Larray underscore underscore says that's where I pause in listening to his perspective to take advice from someone who isn't in the actual space 
one wants to be in it, uh, isn't putting you in a better position per se. I feel that. I feel that. Um, but to continue, I think it's interesting because it creates this element of you already have the assumption that every woman that we're valuing people also off of their marriage ability. How quickly can they get married if they have the desire to? And men, essentially, because we are traditionally the ones who are supposed to propose marriage and all these different things, we already are holding a large chunk of that power. And there already is an assumption that women just want to be married. They're just preparing themselves just for someone to ask them. And it's funny to me because once he asks these particular questions of, well, what are you, what does the high value man that you would like, what does he require out of you? I think that this is where he could be more productive in his conversation, but he pretty much just keeps it very much on the damn surface. The interesting thing that you will find to me about men versus black men versus black women is black women don't have, they're still gaining more external affluence, but black women have a high sense of self value. Even if, and I want y'all to really understand this, even if they are not quote unquote where they want to be, that doesn't mean they don't feel like a hundred, like a, like a hundred million dollars. They feel like Queens. They feel, and that's what they project. And I think that the problem is for so many men and men, I believe like Kevin Samuels and the folks who obviously support him, what they don't understand is how in the hell can you feel that way about you and you aren't where you want to be, but you already feel like that's where you are. You already feel like that's what you can manifest. That's you already feel like that's what you can call and ask for and, and, and even enforce the boundaries of because men have a low sense of self value. I'm telling y'all, I've heard men get upset to women because they see catcalling as a very minuscule thing. It's like, why y'all be bothered by that shit? Why y'all be bothered that men be trying to talk to y'all out in public? Huh? There are black men out here dying every day is, was what his rebuttal was, which I thought was interesting because he still didn't understand what I previously said to him was the issue with black men is a self-worth and self-value situation. I want y'all to really take, understand this. The, the women who are bothered by men in the streets, trying to stop them, trying to talk to them, calling them out their names, trying to get their attention because they think highly of themselves and they'd be damned if somebody talked to them any type of way. Men, especially black men have been trained and indoctrinated to believe that we have to be able to take so much before we can even consider it as disrespect is as something that is something we should put a boundary on something that we shouldn't allow because we're men. Men should have a greater threshold for pain. Men should have a greater and a stronger chin to be able to take licks Sure, you can believe that, 
but you're going to get more you're going to be more frustrated than ever because you keep allowing for people to step over boundaries that you naturally and intrinsically have period you don't like people talking to you any type of way you will not allow for someone to talk to you any type of way but that is only based in if they say certain words not if they just talk aggressively to you now they say you know whatever they got to call you a bitch ass nigga for you to then be ready to fight it's not about somebody talking to you any type of way and you're mad because women are expecting for men to talk to them the way that they want to be spoken to it's a self-value situation and that is the problem men are usually projecting that off because it's like who who are you to think so highly of yourself when i don't that's the reality and that's the hard reality who are you to think so better of yourself when I don't think that much of myself. Let that marinate for a second. <laughs> I just really feel like it's interesting. And I'll finally start my fucking rebuttal. If y'all, I haven't even started my rebuttal. There seems to be this very clear imbalance to me. Um, essentially trying to be so if it's it's being enforced by people like Kevin Samuels and other content creators who are on these same types of uh, journeys and ty- same types of just perpetuating what masculinity should be. And they always speaking and trying to they always try to caveat things such as. Men need to be a particular way. This is what real men do, so on and so on and so forth when they are still allowing themselves to be in this very narrow sense and definition of what men can be, that is the imbalance and they're projecting and pushing off accountability for the particular things. Men get very upset with women because they feel that women aren't accountable enough. I've even been, you know, a person who felt that way in a very subjective situation and I think that that's what we push off to be as a overall situation, because I think that so many men don't realize the cause and effect, the action versus reaction, because if you're the person who caused something, you might not even understand why the reaction is that because you think that that it began there didn't begin with you. It began with them and now you're reacting to it. So you think your reaction and not cause when we have to be able to think past ourselves and, and, Think about the whole thing. If we live in a world where men, quote unquote, are supposed to be leading. And a woman does something that you feel like you disagree with. And she's telling you she's doing this because of you. She was act. She was reacting off of something that you did. How it can't we can't have both. It can't be both. It can't be women are self-led by themselves and don't really care or not influenced by the opinions and behavior of men because they are independent and strong and all these other things, but also to be a situation where, yeah, she lets, she got this. I'm the head of household. I wear the pants in a relationship. It can't be both. So which one is it? When issues arise, can you find the root of this situation? Can you figure out what was the actual cause of that particular situation or have you already kind of scapegoated your behavior to someone else? And I believe that's what happens. The same things I hear 
black women say about black men. I hear the same thing. I hear black men say the same things about white men. All the time. Why do you think so many different black women are so, so, feel so much negative energy towards black men right now? Who are we emulating? What are we trying to recreate? We're, tr- we're chasing after a particular form of patriarchy that we will never achieve. Like Yet again, I'll say it again. And that's what creates this imbalance. We want women to... There, people like Kevin Samuels wants women to see themselves as lesser than men. Submission ain't got shit to do with you being beneath someone. Understand that. I think people create the idea of submission to be something that's all about control. Control is so much about trust and choice when it comes to submission. Because just like you have to be a person who leads and have the discernment to make a particular decision, the other, the other party has to be strong enough to be the foundation to, to keep the push and keep the thing moving, to be the foundation. If you're going to be the walls and the, and, and the roof to take care of all these external things, you need somebody to hold you up. That's some, it's, it's two parts of this. It's two things that are needed. If that's your if that's your jam, everybody don't believe in this dominant and submissive, dominant and submissive kind of roles within their relationships. You don't have to have them. It could be as equal and as unequal as you want it to be. And I think that that's where the imbalance comes in. And I think that a lot of men like him don't realize that there is this uh, essentially counterculture that's being created. And they're essentially just fighting the same. They're trying to trying to edge up on gender roles. Men need to be doing this. Men need to be doing that. Men need to be doing this. And this is how we're going to, this is how we're going to gain from all these particular gender role gestures. And then it's the, the same way, the other way around. Women need to be more like this. You need to be more like your grandma. Take it. Dealing with it. Handle it. Being able to cook and clean and shit like that. We know what that fuck that is. It says, um, fem underscore noir underscore nine seven eight four. Hey girl. Yes, if I don't trust your leadership qualities, then it's ten times harder for me to submit to you. All right, look. I think it's 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 truly an aspect of like if that's what you want in a person, then that's what you that's the setup that you come with. But the fact of the matter is, is that so many men believe a woman like Fem underscore noir feel like she is someone who is taking a lesser role. No, still a role. It's still, you don't, I I highly doubt that people go and work for companies and do things and they see themselves as lacking or not important or not deserving of the, 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 the spoils that they could gain from being a part of that particular organization just due to whoever the fuck is the head in charge. You work for Amazon, you want all your money. You want your bonuses. You want all the things that are owed to you for the role that you are in because you do it well. You don't give a damn. You don't give a damn. You're not putting Jeff Bezos on a pedestal. The world's going to do that. The world's going to do that. You don't got to do that. What is the reason for the connection? What are you doing and what are you getting back? How can you keep that and manage that? 
And that's what I feel like is the real strong and balanced with his arguments is that essentially they want to create this situation of men are in charge, can do what the fuck they want, but also to have to uh, keep control. The control dynamics have to be very prevalent. And I think you don't get anywhere with control dynamics. You don't. It's going to eventually falter in some way, shape, or form. I think that's a big part of this whole overall rhetoric around this high-value bullshit because it it steeped in someone has to be able to submit to a power dynamic, not submit to the qualities and discernment that I might possess to be able to lead the unit. But just because I'm the captain don't mean I got don't got a co-captain. Don't mean I don't got no consultations. Don't mean I don't got the resources to make the best types of decisions. We see what that is. No corporation is the person at the top is not the only person at the top. It's how that works. It's how that works. So when it comes to relationships, it's a partnership. If you're not truly trying to strive for freedom in your relationship, you're really not trying to have a relationship with a person. You're trying to have a person you can control to get the most out of them, to get more, to fill up your freedom by obstructing on someone else's. It's really what that is. Um, I think this nostalgia complex can go the fuck away um, because I truly feel like the old ways weren't the best. Yes. At a point in time, more black people, more black families, there were two parent homes, there were less drugs. When you talk about, you know, between the, you know, the 40s and the kind of like the 40s and the and 70s to the 80s. Yeah, I get it to a degree but we also understand we we listen to temptations and all them songs from back in the day all them oldie oldies and goodies damn near every damn man was had a song about his damn daddy having 14 outside kids and them finding out at the funerals and people still going through that today with their grandparents and they see that it's a badge of honor that your grandmother dealt with that she knew the whole time and she or she might have had an inkling had an idea and she has dealt with it because she was the main one that ain't cool so much of what we've seen from our parents seen from our elders were not healthy they didn't believe in therapy they didn't have a good sense of money they didn't have a lot of different things that we really need to change and let go People were just just stuck together and hated each other for the majority of the time. No. No. And this ain't just to this ain't just to women that I'm speaking to. I'm speaking to men too. We both we all have the opportunity to get our own personal freedom in this shit. Period. It ain't that deep. It ain't that deep. I don't care to control anybody. I want to, I want to, shit, I'm having the, the hell of a journey just trying to figure out my own things. Try not to get in my own ways. You feel me? You say polygamy at its finest. <laughs> I feel like, and that's another thing. Cause you, I'm glad that you brought, I'm glad that you, you, you mentioned that fam because Erica. So what's funny is Nowadays, we are living in an existence where in a time where if you do want some outside kids, if you do want some outside kids, that's something that could be possible for you. 
if you make that a conversation, you can find someone who may be down for that. We ain't got to hide shit. We can all be together. <laughs> if that's your jam, you feel me? But we live in a life that's so interesting because people want to hold on to something. They want to emulate things. They want to be more like, and they don't got to be like that. So it's funny to me. It's funny as hell, but I'll leave uh, a few minutes. I'm not sure if I think this feature is a feature that we could do. Um, if we want to do any questions, if anybody got any questions, um, before I close out of this live, I would love to, you know what I'm saying? Get some, some folks talking back, um, some folks talking back or whatever. Um, one thing that I realized about all these particular things that I consumed over the past few days is that nobody has this shit figured out. And that should tell you and inform you that it doesn't really matter. Figure your own shit out. Figure out what you like. Figure out what you want. Figure out your own traumas. Work through those things. Manage your positive and negatives. Your, your dark in your light. And more than likely, you will have someone who is willing to share space with your ass for whatever for whatever type of person that you want, whatever type of person you figure out that you want. It'll make sense to me. I think that that feels the most simple and freeing option. Fuck up. You got to be like this. You got to be like that. What about these stats? What about all? This? None of that matters. None of it really matters at the end of the day. And if you're a person who prioritizes, you know, certain number and certain element of uh, financial status, a certain emotion, a certain emotional intelligence or whatever that is, then that's your value. That's what you uphold. That's, you don't waver on that shit. You keep that shit at the forefront of what you need. Do not compromise on the things that you know that you need because you know you need them. Do not compromise and like waver due to like, well, I mean, he's got some money you know, she, she listened to me. She do whatever I say. What do you care about? What do you really care about? What do you really need? For me, it's freedom. It got to feel like freedom when we together, baby. It cannot, it can, if I am with you now and we we stay together for four to five years and I'm a whole different person and it feels like I can't come to you as that newer version of me. And so we can continue on this journey. Then what the fuck, what the fuck are we doing? Why be here? For other people, it may be stability. It may be security. But I want everybody to understand something. Most people want emotionality also too. You're not getting one without the other. You're not coming through this bitch with some, oh yeah, I got this secure person. I got whatever, whatever. Because there's going to be things missing within that connection. We see it all the time. How many women are unhappy with their partners because they feel like they aren't spicy. They aren't exciting anymore. They aren't all over them because they are playing a role of hubby. Taking care of the house, fixing shit, paying bills, so on and so on and so forth. Well, what do people usually at the end of the day care about when you get your ass in that bed? Yes. Love don't pay the bills. Love don't do all those things. But I think that also too, love isn't something that we should that everyone should just put to the back burner. You care about your emotionality. You want somebody to feel some type of way about your ass. 
come on, come on, Erica said, give me honesty, communication, and freedom. And you got my love forever. You feel me? Keep it just real, real simple. And so young young JW Hembone Fitness underscore at Hembone Fitness, go get y'all bodies right. Said, I need to be stimulated mentally. Sometimes it be that simple. And, and, and the consistency of that is the part that's hard for people because you don't know how to keep up. You don't know how to continue on on these particular journeys with this stuff, you know? Because um, once you change in patterns, people, communication falters. You don't know how to express why you changed. Now they don't trust you. Now there's a rift. Now y'all not together, but y'all now, y'all feel like y'all could have worked it out. Now y'all in this cycle of things. So weird, so strange, but it's the human experience. And we got to welcome whatever that it brings to us. But I think how you are the most prepared for it is being whole within yourself. Understanding your light, your darkness, and your and your gray areas too. Because once you do that, then you got it. Then you got it. Then you just, you're just waiting for your person and just growing and building from that standpoint of where you're whole at at that particular time. Because you're going to grow and take up more space and take up more space and become even more of what you should be. You know, um, I think the solution to all this whole Kevin Samuels high value nonsense, right, is um, like I, yet again, it's the facts that when it comes to black men and women, black men have to be honest with themselves and realize that we have a self-value thing. We have a self-value issue. And that's internal. Because we're men, nine times out of ten, there's something that we could do to gain some type of external affluence and success. And that might make us feel good in moments. It may bring us some sense of security to a certain degree, but it's not all of who we are. That's not our personality. It's not who we are. That's not what really fills us up. We got to know who we are. We got to know and not only know who we are, but love whoever that is. Because we so hard to the world. And that's okay if you hard to the world, but you soft on yourself. Cool. That's just what it, that's how it shows up. But if you hard to the world and you give yourself nothing, how can you not expect for somebody outside of you to, be trying to figure out so many aspects about you and be so confused with the nature and the behaviors that you exhibit. It makes sense. We're all fighting from an imbalanced place. We all are literally fighting with, with just one foot <laughs> and can't stay stable. Um, men have a very interesting sense of self-worth that I believe is very low, but we have the opportunity and possibility for a very high social regard some degree while women black women specifically I think have a high sense of self-worth and are truly pushed into that doctrine but they have a lower potential of social regard because they're women because they're black it creates this dynamic of them being able to view have a greater view on everyone else who is in front of them in the line so they can see, they have the perspective better than everyone else. 
But I think people get upset and mad at black women for being the ones that you can't you can't say shit to black women. They'll get on your ass and blah, 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 and all that bullshit. In reality, it's because what do you get from punching down to the person who gets the least in this society? Who gets skipped over, disrespected, played with, toyed with, ignored. You don't get much. And because we are literally right next to them, we're trying our best. So many black men are trying their best to push away from the ideas of what comes with them and they could never remove. You came, you more than likely came from a black woman or it's within your lineage somewhere. And you hate it <laughs> because it's not fulfilling you. But we got to get over that. For whatever reasons, you got to figure it out. Because I feel like there's a multitude of reasons why black men are the way they are about themselves. But in in a genuine sense of it all, we just got to figure it out. Because you know what? It ain't nobody's responsibility but our own. Nobody's responsibility for our own. I'm telling y'all, fellas, listen to me. If y'all don't hear anything else in this entire episode, hear this. Release yourselves from the obligation of what? The definition of manhood has been for you. Create your own. You are your own self-made person if you want to be. That's what your own personal freedom is all about. If you want to be a man who is, quote unquote, appears to be this very macho ass dude, but you a kept man. Because that's the type of person that you ended up with. That's the type of person that you desired and manifest into your life. Kudos to you, bro. You got what you wanted. That don't make you less of a man. If you're a man who doesn't like to get your fucking hands dirty, you don't like to build shit, you don't like to do none of those types of things. But you want to be respected. You don't want nobody to sit here and call you something other than the man that you claim yourself to be. Kudos to you. And you know what? You find somebody that you're equally yoked with who loves that about you who loves that you don't want to who like who likes how great your hands look and that they don't look rough and callous so you can rub them down you're smart use your mind and do something else with something else really because you might have the ingenuity to go and pay somebody to fix something and so many men shame them for that you don't have to know how to do none of that shit no one is trapped into any of those things you're not less of a man if you don't have children you're if you're the women that you're dating, if they don't have children, all that, sh- like, ah, who are you? What do you, what makes you valuable? Ask yourself that. Ask yourself that. Your value can be as high as you expect for it to be. And it can have nothing to do with your fucking money. It can have nothing to do with all these external f- factors. That's what makes it so much bullshit. Because at the end of the day, people are asking for intangibles. People are caring a lot about intangibles. Can you tr- do you trust yourself? Do you love yourself? When you home alone, what are you thinking about yourself? What are your plans about you? You need that. You got to have that in you. Because if you don't, then what? If you don't, then what? Damn it. You don't know, you know, but I, I feel I feel very much like I've done what I came to do. I appreciate all of y'all who have joined me on on IG Live, and I encourage all those who are listening to this uh, retroactively 
or uh, whenever you are hearing this to tap in and go to Kings underscore memoirs. Follow me everywhere. Kings at Kings underscore memoirs uh, and tap into the IGTV of this particular episode so you can see and feel the vibes. You feel me? If you don't know, I have a IG page for my podcast called the Simply King podcast where you can find at Simply King pod on IG right now. Um, you can follow and, and share and review and rate on all uh, podcast platforms, including YouTube as well. Um, make sure that you uh, you share that thing because I make family size content around these parts. This ain't meant for you to just be keeping to yourself. If you liked what you heard, go tell somebody else. Go share that bag, that big ass bag of family size chips with somebody else. You feel me? Um, but I make content like this all the time. I have hell of an archive that you all can tap into. Um, make sure, make sure, make sure. And I also want to shout out, because I, I I need to shout out them more often, honestly. I'm, I'm trash. Shout out the other podcasts that I actually work with on the regular. Shout out to my boy Jacob Sandoval and the Underground Culture Podcast. You can find the link in my bio of my IG page, Kings underscore Memoirs, right now. Tap in new episodes out today. Tap in also to a new show that I'm actually uh, playing the role of host and cameraman being another element with Morgan Sherm and Neo.com. We are uh, truly getting some shit done, making some shit happen. And um, I want y'all to keep tapping in. More and more guests as the world open up. Who knows what the fuck I'm going to give you. I really want to get in, pr- in front of y'all in person real quick you feel me let's make it happen but i'll talk to y'all later this is the soulfully conscious podcast for humans simply being humans i'm rodney perry we've killed and debunked this high value man idea <laughs> and this is simply king peace you cannot question me. You did some foul shit. You threw a tech at me. Cook it up right there and gave me the recipe. I'm in a Z06. Police ain't catching me. I'm still ducking this bitch that's obsessed with me. Cause I'm the dope like the coke in the 70s. Big body double our truck. I got both with me. Hogging the lane and they can't get close to me. Big bag. I ain't never ran from a nigga. No, I ain't never. If I did, cut my legs off. Right now. I ain't never been with the whole talk. Snitch talk. I always talk.